0: Alright, everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Goal Link Show. We got my man, Winnie. What's up, dude? How's it going? (laughs) So, yeah, this is the second episode. I'm stoked to have Winston. Winston is one of my best friends. He has been... We've been friends since second grade. Is that right? No.
1: Yeah, I think even earlier than that. Earlier? We knew each other, but weren't, like, super close, but... Yeah,
0: so I've known Winston since. He was a little chubby guy, and then he... (laughs) just I grew up <laughs> now, just and then he's be he's grown up to a handsome man, a handsome man, so uh it this means a lot to have to have Winston on this just because not only he's a good friend but we've been through a lot and have had many good conversations, so I think the world and the rest of the community can benefit from a from one of our conversations um uh, from crazy and funny times and trips um from dang dude from different relationships to your marriage to so many different things so first of all winnie thank you for doing this no you're thank you for your friendship thank you and let's jump straight into it so why i wanted to talk to you specifically today and have you on this is the risk you took with your job this year um so tell the audience give them a background of your previous job yeah just
1: and how secure that was for you so yeah, I guess um, I needed a job to help pay for college, and I kind of went into the automotive industry for three years and worked for the same company. Uh, for the first two years, I did automotive sales, and then I went into finance for the last year. And I mean, it was comfortable. I mean, I I remember having conversations with Ben, even in January of this year, saying that I was had financial goals for this year and that I was going to mm-hmm. do God, I remember we were sitting on the beach in Hawaii, and, yeah. and uh, we were talking about the goals that i had this year the things that i wanted to accomplish here at the dealership and uh it was interesting that right after that trip in january um i kind of asked myself if that's what mm-hmm. i really wanted in life mm-hmm. um i was making great money um you know i was, had uh, good money and savings just that i was able to you know save up i felt really comfortable um mm-hmm. and i don't know if that was something that bothered me but at the same time it was the nature of the job of uh, working late, late hours and kind of absorbing my Saturdays in my um, ultimately in my life. I mean I, I really didn't have that much time off and I couldn't plan any family activities and the thought of do I really want to be 50, 55 years old and look back and realize that I just wasted my life working at a car dealership mm-hmm. or do I want to take a step now and, and I mean, obviously, when I'm 55, I could retire, probably have a comfortable um, lifestyle after that. But long story short, I, I think for me, I was really evaluating if I had much growth opportunity from that point personally. And, um, and it's just kind of made me feel comfortable. And I didn't like that. Yeah, so that's, I, I love this story. And when you first did it,
0: I remember me and other people being super proud of you. Because not a lot of people would make that jump. Because if you're comfortable with money, even, like it's such, it's a privileged point of view, right? To say, like, I'm making money and I'm not happy. Like, that's such a privileged thing. However, it's still, it's still important for every, every human being. And to take that risk is still scary, no matter who you are. So that's super cool. And that's, I respect you a ton for making that jump. Um, so, I don't know if I've really talked about this, like was there a moment that you just decided or how gradual was the process of really making the decision? Like, okay. Like, was there one time or one decision? I remember, I think you called me the day that you quit or something, but like, what was that one thing that made you like, okay, I'm I'm making this jump.
1: I think it was started with a good friend of mine that lived in my old neighborhood. He just approached me about a possible Mm -hmm. job opportunity. I went and interviewed for it, which kind of stopped, started me, Started the process of thinking the whole thing through. Yeah. And from job applications and uh, so many applications to getting denied to and, interviews. And weird companies. Like. Oh, strange, strange <laughs> opportunities. People telling me different things about myself. But yeah. it really came to the point where you know my wife and I kind of sat down after all this and I had made the decision mm-hmm. that I was gonna quit. But the question was when. Mm. And this this started probably soon after our trip to Hawaii in late January, but uh, early February is kind of when I made that decision that I wanted to start seeking out different employment. Um, and man, it was it was scary. I mean, that would that would say that would probably be the moment. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to just jump into something, you know. Yeah. And that was hard for me because I was so fed up. I imagined this life of having my Saturdays back, of being home at five o'clock or you know five o'clock to be with my wife. I dreamed of that, and I really wanted it.
0: You wanted it tomorrow.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I'm not a patient per, patient person at all. Like my wife will tell you right <laughs> off the bat that I'm not patient. But mm-hmm. um, that was probably the most difficult part of it is just the patience. You know, after February, I had made the decision, but the patience leading up to getting that and job. Planning. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Dude. I like that. We've never talked about that.
0: Um, and that's huge. Again, what I want to highlight in this community is the process and the patience that, but really... and even though you're an, you say you're an impatient person, but so how long was that? Cause that's really, I don't think it was that long in comparison of what some things can take. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was February is kind of when I started, I it was interesting that it led up to being, being about mid April, I had three different job offers. Mm-hmm. I, I really actually had two and then I had interviewed at my current job, um, at ADP and I, I had told him that I wanted, you know, the opportunity to work there, it rolled out, I had to make a decision on a Thursday. And I remember I had two job opportunities that I needed to accept mm. all on Thursday. And Wednesday night late, I got a call from uh, the vice president of sales in Salt Lake for, for ADP. And he just said, we want to hire you. Yeah. So it was an instant, maybe hour conversation with my wife. Should we do it? And my wife, I mean, it, was in, it wasn't just my sole decision because mm-hmm. I wanted her to feel good about it. Yeah. And we made that decision together and I called him back and I said, yes. And I denied the two other offers. That was tough for me because I was like, is this too fast to make that decision? But Mm -hmm. it felt right. You know, you have to make that jump. That's cool. Yeah. So that's so just what you don't have to
0: get into exact numbers, but how much more or how much less were you making like percentage, like 50
1: percent? Oh, I'd say probably close to 50 percent. That's off the bat, off the bat. Oh, and you know what? Off the bat, um, I would say close to 80 percent. 80% 80% less. That's, oh, yeah, because I was going to an apprentice position that was paying close to minimum wage. Yeah, that's insane. Because really, people would be like, no. <laughs> like,
0: people wouldn't do that. Like, that's so much less. But you value, you add other things that you value, like time with your family. And that's, I think, again, that is awesome. And it doesn't matter if it's a job or whatever. Like, whatever you value, because you could be an entrepreneur. Yeah. You could be trying to be... A dentist or whatever a yoga instructor or whatever it's just what do you value and yeah it could be who knows you could want to work a lot and you could not have like a wife and but what if you're doing certain things that are not helping you achieve that they need to
1: make a change like you did right so that's cool i think one thing i just i should add real quick is just mm-hmm. the fact that when i I was unemployed at that moment when I took the job. My old job let me go because I put in a two-weeks notice. Mm-hmm. And that, was, that just scared, scared me. But that, that was something to the Because you with. had a two-week. I tried break. to put in a two-weeks, and they just said, you can just go home at this point. And so so what did you do with your two weeks? I just, <laughs> I guess you could say I just went on a lot of bike rides, did a lot yeah. of processing. Which and, is good, though. You know, I had some <laughs> me time, finally. You know, that was probably the best way to put it is I had some me time, which is, I think, super important, too.
0: Okay. That's cool. So, and then, so when did you take the new job? What month? Um, I
1: started in May of this
0: year and then, so we're in October, 2018 and tell them what you've already achieved as far as, cause you're in, is it, do you call it sales or an account executive or what are you?
1: It's like an account executive, but I mean, it is, a, it's ultimately a sales position. But. So
0: what have you achieved already in those short, in less than a year, which is hard to do.
1: Um, I would say like the leading up to it, it all started out with becoming an apprentice for four weeks. I got mm-hmm. out of the apprenticeship program in four weeks, started mm-hmm. as an actual official ADP employee in June. Um, and it was funny because I'm, I'm more motivated by traveling than I am by money. Yeah. And when my manager told me the first day I started, he says, we've got three trips a year. Um, you have what's called superstarts You have trailblazers mm-hmm. and presence club. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll pay for you to go to all these locations. They said they were going to the grand Cayman and I'm like, I want to be on that, that trip. Mm-hmm. And so I started mid June, the contest started the first of June and I, I wanted to push that contest from the day I started till the day it ended in fiscal mm-hmm. September. And I wanted to be on that trip. And I, uh, I didn't really know that it would be possible because I had all the odds were against me. I mean, I had mm-hmm. uh family vacation in June or July and I had, uh, tra- training for work back East. Yeah. In, and you're new in August. Yeah, yeah. And I was new. So I had to take all of that and try and just run with it from the day one. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, it was cool. I mean, I, I really took heed to my management. My managers played a huge role because they kind of laid out that plan Yeah. and I laid out a plan in my mind of what needed to be done to accomplish mm-hmm. it. And, um, you probably don't even know this got mm. so stressed out in September. I went to the hospital I didn't know that was so, happening. So, so this is good. We're getting some exclusive So um, <laughs> super anxious. Had was having heart issues and chest pains and went to the hospital. And No, you didn't tell me that. So <laughs> I just, anyways, but yeah, it, it stressed me out to the point that I was like, holy crap, what am I doing here? This because you're trying to get on this trip? Yeah, it was all anxiety and stress. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> so, um, but yeah, we made the trip. So that's good. Mm-hmm. A few weeks from now, we'll be in the Grand Cayman. But, you know, it's interesting for me. That was mm-hmm. my motivation mm-hmm. to make that, to prove something to myself that mm-hmm. I can do it. You know that yeah. I made the right decision, and that was very difficult. But now, like I can thoroughly sit mm-hmm. here and talk to anyone, and say, you know what, that decision I made back in April was the best decision I have made. You know, in my financial career.
0: Yeah, so, I love that, dude. Well, congrats! I'm glad you made it out of, made it out of the hospital. It was you, pretty pathetic. You should be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's super. Yeah, some risks don't pay off that quickly. No, I, I'm pretty sure you're aware of that. There are some people, who quit their jobs. And go after a dream and years and years later are still struggling. I mean, you were determined for sure, but what practical things were
1: you doing or what goals were you setting to keep you on track to reach that? I think the biggest thing is sticking to the basics of life. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we get, we overcomplicate the situation enough. Mm -hmm. I knew that a goal that we have each week is to have five appointments with five new business owners or five mm-hmm. business owners a week and i think that i thoroughly had the thought i need to have 10 instead of five if five is oh, well, the minimum like 10 mm-hmm. is going to be the number i need to hit mm-hmm. as that's i kept cool. going that that's kind of what i wanted to do but mm-hmm. you know one thing that i live by and i think i told you this is mm-hmm. you can't rely on business owners you know business owners will change and throw stuff at you all the time mm-hmm. i've been so frustrated but one thing that i've told you, I think, is I learned at some points to manage the controllables, you know, being yeah. able to control the controllables. Yeah. I can't control what, you know, my prospects are doing. Mm-hmm. I have control over what I am doing. Yeah. So if someone bails on me and bails on an appointment, am I going to sit there and warn on that appointment or mm-hmm. am I going to grind out, make more phone calls so I can set more appointments?
0: I like that. That's cool. So, so the business says you want
1: five meetings a week just to make them or to actually have them go through. So you're making five cold calls to business owners every single week to set five appointments for the following week. Okay, so that way okay. you're visiting with five new business owners, assuming that maybe you'll be closing two of those people. Okay. So, so you doubled that. Yeah. At the very beginning, I was, my goal was to double it. But That's then, cool. I like that. but it's not fair enough to say that I got caught up. I got caught up when mm-hmm. the job, which is natural mm-hmm. of other things that, the actual fun part of the job, which is closing the sales, mm-hmm. that I forgot that that's important, which... Oh, so actually, yeah.
0: so you were making meetings, but you didn't close as many as you would like? No, so I was saying? making
1: like the meetings. So I'd, mm-hmm. I'd set maybe two or three weeks of consecutive 10 appointments. But mm-hmm. then after that, I was so busy running these appointments that I forgot about the thing that really to close brought it. me. Yeah, I, while I was closing... But then I forgot to be setting more appointments for the following week. So then oh,
0: okay, okay, I, gotcha.
1: I was in a situation where I just had an empty pipeline. I had nothing. And I was just like, mm. well, what's going on? And then I realized, okay, we got to replenish this.
0: So Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so even though <laughs> – I didn't know he went to the hospital, but <laughs> that's great. Uh, you got to laugh I c- at I c- that. I can you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They, I'll have to tell you a little bit more <laughs> later. <laughs> um so even though this risk has paid off in less well less than a year only what has been nine nine months less than nine months mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah. so what do you whether it's work or other things like what do you still struggle with to stay motivated even though you feel like oh man this is this has really worked out what what are you still struggling with
1: i would say complacency yeah i would think uh the end of September, I made the trip. I felt happy. I knew I was in a comfortable yeah. spot. First two weeks of October, I had pushed every single bit of my work into October or into September, and I just came into October with the first two difficult, the first really the most difficult weeks that I've had ever since I started the job.
0: Which kind of which makes sense. Like whether it's like you just won like a championship, you know, yeah. like, like an NBA championship, and then or whatever, and the next year. Or the next, like you don't, who knows, maybe you don't train as hard because you feel comfortable. And but I mean, we all go through
1: that. And I think that's probably the the mm-hmm. fact is that you can't ever be satisfied, which is yeah. the norm. You have to always be pushing yourself. And I think that's something that's really important that's been good for me at this mm-hmm. job is the amount of growth that it's caused me to have. Cool. Just in the period of this year mm-hmm. versus the other job, I was just comfortable, you know. Okay, I love that. So always pushing yourself and not staying complacent, which
0: I love. However, because I I believe in that, but also still enjoying the present and being grateful. So how do Absolutely. you practice gratitude or making sure? Because Winnie, I know you love the word content. So how do you make sure you are still content but still pushing
1: yourself the next day? That's a really good solution. It's, it's a hard harmony to find. I would say have. I would say it just comes on a daily basis. I don't think that you mm-hmm. can. You can't think about. You really have to think about the now, which is really hard to do Yeah, because we're always thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. But you really have to think about what am I doing today to bring myself success in work, success in my personal life. Yeah. Did I work out today? Did I mm-hmm. spend time with my wife today? Did mm-hmm. I spend time with my dog? Yeah. It sounds like the little things mm-hmm. like that for me, those are important that will make mm-hmm. not only today but tomorrow, the next day, and the mm-hmm. next day. And I think that repetitiveness – is super important. And for me, a thing that I love to do is work out. I mean, I love Mm -hmm. that. That's a huge avenue for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And for me to be able to be content in life in general, I have Mm -hmm. to be able to have that balance of work, spending time with my family, and I have to have some sort of decent like physical activity in that day to feel content.
0: Boom, I love it. So what we're going to do at this part of the podcast is I just thought of this name. It's kind of funny. Tell me what you think, Winnie. It's called Scroll My Soul. What do you think that
1: <laughs> Scroll My Soul.
0: <laughs> so what do you think that means? Uh, I, I'll just tell you. So what I do, so every single day or every other day, I write a thought in my phone that I've learned or been inspired by. And so we scroll through my phone randomly and we find we just stop on a thought. Okay. And then we'll talk about it.
1: Okay.
0: So today is I wrote, I'm not sure when this was, don't wait for perfect. It doesn't exist. So don't wait for perfect. It doesn't exist. What does that mean to you?
1: I, I don't think anyone, I mean, I truthfully believe that there is not going to be a perfection in life. There's nothing that's perfect. There's mm-hmm. no perfect situation in general. Um, But how we as human beings, you know, determine the whole uh, outcome of that situation is upon mm-hmm. us. So, I mean, take take a uh, take someone that wins the lottery. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I use that because I was reading the paper this morning. But you know, that's pure joy. Everyone's like, "Oh, it'd be great to win the lottery." But is that really the best thing for that person? And like, would that be so perfect? No, a lot of people blow it, dude, and then they're broke again the next year. Or, or they may something might happen that'll change their life drastically. And mm-hmm. so when I think about that, is perfection really? the desires that we want as human beings or as perfection, us I like them. working each specific day to ultimately just become a better person in general, because you're never going to be yeah. perfect. You know, that doesn't exist. I kind of like the statement, that. but
0: mm-hmm.
1: in hindsight, doesn't mean that we can't strive to be the best person that we possibly can be
0: mm-hmm. no yeah. matter
1: what. I love it. Winnie. I don't know. That's just something that I know. I think... That's
0: cool. I like that. And then what resonates with me is, for you taking a risk earlier this year you could have said oh like when it's perfect or tomorrow or when I make this much more money I'll do it next month or when I get this much in savings or whatever you could have kept finding the perfect environment or the perfect situation before you did it but you didn't like cuz it doesn't exist just what with what you said with when we're trying to work on ourselves it doesn't exist and yeah You can try and work on so many things to get it perfect, but eventually
1: you just need to jump and you just need to do it. And I think one thing to tie into that, just to say that is that time is like an enemy at that point, Mm -hmm. because if you wait, if I would have waited, I mean, for me, you have to sometimes think of the future and for, you know, a big decision for me was that where am I going to be at when I'm 55 years old, Mm -hmm. you know? Is it going to be too late? So I need to start doing this evaluation now. You know, I'm 27 years old. Yeah. And it's a big crucial time in my life to make mm-hmm. this jump. So I need to do it now or never. I mean, that's really kind of what went through, went through my mind. I like that. And
0: it's opportunity cost too. So even if you wait a month, you could have spent that month building your business or doing
1: something else. I wouldn't have made this trip. Yeah. I mean, interesting. you think about the whole thing. I wouldn't have made this step, which yeah. would have cost me the opportunity to push myself to make this. And the grain came in huh? Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess you look at the good part, I wouldn't have gone to the hospital, but I guess, you know, but that's... It's but that's just, such it, a small a small price to pay. Yep, it is. Well,
0: I guess because it was... It wasn't that
1: serious. No, but and, I mean... Yeah. And you've done this with the support of your lov- lo- lovely wife, Madison. Yeah, and I think my friends yeah. have supported me. I mean, you've supported me from day
0: one, so mm-hmm. it's been cool. All right, well, thank you, Winston. Do you have any last advice
1: or tips for the community just go big i I think the yeah. biggest thing that i could say is just don't mm-hmm. be don't be scared to make that jump yeah you know but then again don't make any rational or crucial decisions that you know like um obviously like i i would say that if you're making a big jump like that mm-hmm. don't just make the jump and think that money's going to come to you like you need you to know work. that you have you ducks in a row mm-hmm. um and that's something that i work towards is i didn't just make the leap mm-hmm. of faith and say, Oh, I'm going to just spend all this money possible in this year. Like, mm-hmm. you really have to button up and make sure that you're being diligent with yourself so you can um, make yeah. those types of decisions. And you put in the work every single week to make that happen. Exactly. Boom. So All
0: right, sir. Well, thank you for being on the second episode of the Goal Link Show. Appreciate it, man.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Okay.
0: Okay. What's up, GoLink community? Thanks for tuning in this week. This week's challenge is inspired by Arvo. Arvo watches Be Good, Do Good by doing a kind act for your partner, family member, friend, or even a stranger. Just one act per day. Do something that you wouldn't usually do. Get the flowers, cook dinner, call them up out of the blue and just listen for an hour. Buy the car's coffee behind you at Starbucks. Get creative and let us know how it goes. There are a few ways you can report back once you complete the challenge. You can post on Facebook or Instagram and use hashtag Go-Link Challenge. Comment on this episode's specific post on Facebook or Instagram. You can send us a private message or use the GoLink hotline. To use the hotline, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. And this is challenge is special because we're doing a giveaway. So for anyone who reports back and completes the challenge, Arvo has been gracious enough to select one person, randomly select a person, and we are going to award them a watch. So if it's not already incentive enough to do it to improve yourself and get out there and make yourself uncomfortable, you might have a chance to win a watch. So thank you for tuning in. My name is Ben. This has been The Golink Show.